shit buddy you're here let's go ahead and get into it uh before we talk about uh 131 right 131 points right in the last two oh years, yeah, yeah. before we talk before we talk about that just kind of give us a lowdown of uh how you got into coaching football you know what you do for responsibilities for the other football team okay so uh played high school football a lot in high played for some really good coaches um yeah, I, I loved it. I loved my time there. I loved being a football player there. Team captain senior year. We had a good run. Uh, we were uh, my junior year, really good team. Um, went to semifinals, lost in double overtime to Tulsa Union. Pretty heartbreaking deal, but really good football team. Lots of lots of college football players there. And uh, love love my time a lot in high. Um, end up graduating, go to Oklahoma Baptist. I went there, um, got a scholarship offer. I was a 220-pound guard. Um, they were starting a program for the first time since 1940, so they were kind of, I mean, they were offering everybody. I wasn't some stud. so. Uh, but I went and tried it out. Probably wasn't mature enough to move on from home at the time. Came back. The guys a lot high were like, hey, you want to come help us coach? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I'd love to. So I went back, and my first spring – would have been the spring of my freshman year of college. And uh, I was 19 years old for a couple of days and turned 20 during that first spring. And so the juniors and seniors on that team were freshmen and sophomores when I was a senior. And uh, it was cool. I loved it. It was, uh, I learned a lot. I mean, tons of great coaches on that staff. Randy Breeze has over a hundred wins. And as a head coach, Ryan Breeze has had a ton of success at, uh, as an office coordinator. And now he's leading them at lot high. Brad Widger was my offensive line coach, and I got so I got to play for him, and then I played, and then I coached with him for three years. Everything that I do comes from him, man. He's 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 phenomenal. He can go. I mean, I've always said if somehow I was the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, he's the first guy I'm calling and offering job <laughs> to. Uh, you know, Ashley Henley was there. He's a phenomenal coach. Defense coordinator Shiloh Christian. Shiloh Christian. Yeah. So I've a. I was really blessed to be coached by a lot of really good guys and then got to coach with a lot of good guys. Kim Longus, who's down at Ryder now in Wichita Falls, having a good time there, doing a great job. He's a great football coach I got to learn a lot from. So um, that's kind of how I got into it. And then once Coach Wyatt got the job at Elgin, he hollered at me. And I was like, I was at my sixth year down as coaching, my second year teaching, finishing at Lot High. And just seemed like a really good opportunity for me to kind of grow. I mean, I was in one system. I mean, Spent 11 consecutive years in one system. Which <laughs> I, so I knew it like the back of my hand. And right. so it was just really cool to get out and grow and learn. And and everything that Coach White learned from, you know, the guys he was here at Elgin with. And then learned a ton from uh, Davidson at Noble, who's one heck of an offense coordinator. And uh, we kind of together just created this offense. And it's changed every year. And it's been a whole lot of fun, dude. I love where I'm at. And. So I'm the offensive line coach at Elgin, and I'm the offensive coordinator. Um, and I, and I say that, but it's it's our offense. It's not my offense. It's not Coach Chase's or Coach White's. It's it's in a collective group of right. what can we do to put our kids in the best situation to win, whether we're winning seven to nothing or we have to win seventy seven to seventy six. I don't care. It's just whatever whatever it takes for us to win. And I think we're doing a really good job just trying to find the best the best scenarios for our kids to have success. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think right now we're doing a lot of really good things and hopefully we can keep some consistency with that and keep rolling. So how did you and coach Wyatt meet? We met at Cameron. So typical, yeah. uh, yeah, we were, we both, so we went, did the same thing. He was coaching Elgin, finishing his degree and I was coaching that a lot and doing the same thing. We had, I mean, I took 
probably 36 hours of online classes <laughs> so I can get to practice. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. take as much online so I can get to practice and do all those things. And, you know, you do those uh, discussions and, yeah, I agree with so-and-so with what they said about this topic and just getting my points, you know. And it was it seemed like every time this Chalmer Wyatt guy was like, and I was like, all right, he also coaches, introduces himself in every online class that I'm into, coaches football. And this is going to sound pretty uh, non-academic, but we met in a zombies and politics class at Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> so typically, and it was, if we weren't the only two coaches in there. There was like five or six of us. Uh, it, it was fun. Uh, Chip McClung, middle school baseball coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chip? Yeah, yeah, he was in that class with us. And it was kind of when Walking Dead was at its height. And then it was, wow. the class was about like, uh, take instead of it being zombies, say it's like Ebola or COVID or whatever, like in how would the world, whatever. I don't know. It was cool. It was fun. We made up stories about it. And yeah, so that's how we met. We met at Cameron, kind of, he was a Rogers Shivers coach. I was off the line coach. And I was kind of like, hey, we, we kind of need each other. Eventually. Yeah. yeah we're going to need each other one day. Yeah. Kind of talk a little bit about being an offensive line coach. I mean, all the teams I've ever played on and all the teams that I've been around and things like that. I mean, offensive linemen, 95% of the time love their coach. Yeah. Um, and, it, and like I said, they don't get a lot of publicity and, and they're kind of the, 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 the lost souls of the team and whatnot. Yeah. Talk a little bit about – Obviously, you played offensive line. Now you're an offensive line coach. I mean, yeah, you're also the OC. But, I mean, talk about that bond that an offensive line has with that coach and kind of together as an offensive line, too. Yeah, so uh, an offensive lineman with your offensive line coach, like for me, Brad Widger was my offensive line coach. I was absolutely terrified to let him down. I mean, he I saw his, his little uh, forward uh, – the grocery getter, whatever that little tan car that Coach White used to have. He had the same one up there at the field house every day. I mean, Christmas break, and I was like, golly, dude, like, I just lost in the semis like five days ago. Why are you up here on Christmas break working? And he just, the work. Now you get it. Yeah, the, the work he puts in. And so I just, I don't know. And I, and I think part of that probably is I was raised by a dad that had high expectations of me. And I wasn't going to let him down. Like, he, I mean, so I think that kind of played into it, and just the position of offensive line. Like, if I if I as a player as an offensive line screw up, like this place sucks. Yeah. Like if I don't do my job, this place sucks. And then I, so I just think uh, I think the good ones really have that kind of ownership of dude. I there's no choice. It's do it. And I think I think for me that bond that I got from him was seeing how hard he worked and seeing what he did, and just he kind of instilled in me like it's. There's no choices when you play this position. It's it's get it done or or lose. Right. And and sometimes people talk about the coach speak of oh it all starts up front. But at the end of the day, I mean that's not coach speak. I mean because if yeah if if those five guys don't do their assignment, I mean it messes everything up. I don't care how good of a running back you got, how good a quarterback yeah. you have. If those five guys aren't working as a connective unit, yeah, then I mean. It, yeah, that's what I tell the kids. So uh, a uh, couple of weeks ago after practice one day, I talked to him every day after practice, called off and signed up after Coach Wise done talking to the team. And I was telling him, so, guys, we could have five All-Americans on the offensive line and our tight end can't block on the edge, and we're not a good unit. Or right. we could right. have five All-Americans, including tight end, and the right tackle's not worth a wet fart, then we're 
we're not good as a unit. So, it, it, I mean, there, you can't be weak at any spot on the offensive line and be a good unit. And you can't not be a good unit and go win 14 games and do things you want to do like that. Right. So it's a lot of – I mean, it's not necessarily pressure, but it's just a lot of ownership. And, like, I I don't ever want it to be like, hey, the offensive line didn't play good enough, and that's why they, we didn't win. Right. right. And it sucks for those guys because a lot of times they don't get the – Publicity and things like that, but yeah. a lot of them kind of understand that going in. Yeah. Kind of, that's why they kind of become like a little unit and a little mm-hmm. family amongst themselves. That, but like, like I said, it's not coach speak when everybody always says, "Hey, you got to win this. You got to win the trenches. You got to, you know, it all starts up front." Yeah, you hear that constantly any type of game you watch, any whatever. But at the end of the day, it's one hundred percent true. Yeah, no one's watching seven on seven on TV. No, no, <laughs> no. You're I'm not tuning into that. Right. And you got kids that are all Americans at 7-7 seven yeah. seven and can't do anything yeah. because because right. of their offensive line and things like that aren't very good on, yeah. at their high school levels and things. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a cool deal. And, and offensive linemen are always a ton of fun to be around. And they yeah, usually gosh. have – our, our boys, Jace, <laughs> Keith, Shay, those three. And then you got the quiet and reserve one, Carson, and then the young freshman, Hudson, and God, put them together, man. It's – Oh, hood. It's a reality TV show, dude. <laughs> hey, can you talk a little bit about your conversation with Jace today? Yeah, so we're we're doing some blitz pickup today, and uh, Jace is a dang good football player, and he gets beat on the edge, and he kind of gets rolled up, uh, bent over backwards a little bit, going uh, in, in his pass set, and his pass set, man, it's we're about to go pretty O line nerdy here, but. <laughs> Hey, I mean, there's so We're much. For it. Yeah, there's so much in the offensive line of how to move because it's not just all natural. But so in his pass set, he's got his he's left tackle, right foot up in his stance, left foot back, left foot's his kick set step, and uh, so he's he's gotten to this habit of being such a strong, burly kid trying to play too much up top to where yeah. in his set he's he's not getting that separation off that line of scrimmage by driving off of his inside foot. And then kind of just gathering with that back step. Instead, he's reaching back with his inside foot and then trying to do it. So it's kind okay. of like it's kind of like taking a misstep and maybe a linebacker read or maybe a misstep right. as a DB or something. Right. And uh, so and so and then uh, Jack Angeli, who's a dang good football player, is pass rushing on him, caught him in between when his feet are together. And if your feet are together, you're gonna fall over. Right. So and uh, it's something I've seen and I and I've known and I've and I've done a poor job of getting to him and telling him like, Hey, this is going to happen. But I'm, I'm honestly kind of thrilled it happened when it did. So it was just that practice period five, not the, well, end of the world. Yeah. It's a teaching yeah. moment. Yeah. At that point. And, and we talked about it a little bit because last week gets cash. He had a heck of a game, but uh, he gets beat on the edge a little bit and we have to scramble out to the right and throw it away. And he knew it. And I mean, he's a smart player. He's, I mean, he, he feels those things and, that's what's so great about having them for so long and having smart ones like Keith and Jace and Shay. Like, I'm like, hey, and then I know, I know. So, and he kind of, so he knows that that was coming and that that's a habit that he's got to break. And, um, and I don't think people understand how much footwork and how athletic offensive linemen actually have to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people just see offensive linemen, oh, he's a big kid, so he's going to be a good – he's going to – you know, Jace is 270, 280, however yeah. much he weighs now. So, oh, he's a good player because he's that yeah, big. Well, it has – I mean, we can get a 350-pound guy, guy out there, but if he can't move his feet, yeah. he can't you, his th- hands aren't together with his feet, I mean, it's not going to do anything. But I think people – I think that gets lost a lot of times yeah, because absolutely. they're so big. But nobody understands that 
offensive linemen's footwork are almost have to be almost as good as like a DB. There's a lot of similarities between a DB and the offensive lineman, and I know. No, I never not think, what they look like. Yeah the, outside, <laughs> yeah, the outside world would not think of it that way. But, I mean, like I said, their offensive lineman's footwork is way more important potentially than a running back, a receiver, or even sometimes a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, just because, like you said, if they're one false step, yeah. they're either yeah. getting beat or they're off balance and they're getting pushed and, 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 and they're done. So, like, DBs, you have a better athlete running forward at you while you're moving backwards. Right. And that's the same, same thing, thing on the offensive line. Right. I'm a left tackle with Micah Parsons coming at me. Who's, and I'm not Micah Parsons, you know. Like right. I'm, I'm not this. If I was, I'd be on defense, and right. kind of the vice versa on with DBs. Like if I catch football, I'd be the receiver, not the DB. <laughs> so it's you know you have it's it's really tough to to find the proper technique and the proper body positioning and just knowing yourself as a player to be able to get in a position to be successful and that looks different for every offensive lineman right just like every every offensive lineman there's no cookie cutter offensive lineman stance because everybody's built different and looks different and his hips aren't as loose and his ankles are looser and whatever so every stance is a little different and just being able to get into a stance where you can move in every direction that you're going to be asked to move is really important so it's those things get overlooked because it's Oh, just block down and pull and kick just block somebody right you know it's like Okay. <laughs> it's a whole lot more to yeah. it than that. Talk a little bit. We, we, we touched on it last week, and Coach Wyatt kind of said to get with you about it. Before we get into the game and stuff like that, since we're kind of on the offensive line, talk to us a little bit about the Rough Rider and kind of how okay, that yeah. came about. And uh, like I said, everybody kind of sees some of the shirts and the hats and the yeah. Christmas cards and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so the Rough Rider deal um, started that either my second or third year here. Um, you know, offensive line, like, there's not a line at my door for people to come play offensive line. <laughs> so, I, you got to kind of try to make it pretty cool. Like, right, yeah. like brother, you're not going to score. Yeah. No, your name's going to be in the paper. But it's so, but it's the greatest position in, in the history of sports, in my opinion, and I love it. So, I got to get high school kids that want their name in the paper and want to score touchdowns to feel the same way. So, I kind of was just kind of searching of, like, what is what is similar to a group of offensive linemen, and uh, we're just—I mean, I, uh, like Teddy Roosevelt, his Rough Riders. They were a volunteer cavalry in the Spanish-American War. Kind of looked over a little bit, kind of like offensive linemen. They were a group of like Texas Rangers, Ivy League students, college athletes. All—I mean, just people from every different walk of life, just like football, but even even more so an offensive line room, and they, they all look different, like. Hudson does not look like Keith. Carson doesn't look like Shay. I mean, right. they're all totally different, but right. they come together and they pretty much volunteer to go do the dirty work, the things that nobody wants to do. And and Teddy Roosevelt's also just way right. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So if he's leading this group, then like, well, maybe I need to be more like Teddy and get my Rough Riders a roll. And so that's kind of where it came from. And every year in the offseason, we do offensive line school. And the first day is it has nothing to do with football. It has to do with, like, what does being a Rough Rider mean? It's being incredibly tough. And talk about, well, look, Teddy Roosevelt rode a freaking moose, dude. <laughs> like, or right. whatever, you know. Like, he put a boxing ring in the White House. And he, uh, like, beat these guys up. At, like, beat up a vigilante at the bar. And, he, I mean, it's all sorts of cool stuff. And, uh, and then, you know, he's... He was also known to like leave people like important politicians or whoever like waiting on him while he's playing hide and seek with his kids in the White House. 
just and just things that I think as a man are really really important. So right. he he was tough. He wasn't childish, but he was childlike, which is a, there's a distinct Ooh, difference. Right, right, right. Childish is selfish, emotional, thinking about me. Childlike is being youthful and having good spirit and and having a big heart and doing things like that. So I I just really I, I like Teddy Roosevelt. Rough Riders is a badass name, I think. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Bowen made the hats and the shirts, and his son Gavin played for us. Who, man, if you know Gavin, he's I don't, I've never been around a kid like him. The funniest kid I've ever been around. Loves football. Um, uh, it was a pleasure to coach him, and and now since he's graduated, now being friends with Gavin, it's it's been an awesome deal. And his dad is just so supportive. We've got great Rough Rider parents, man. Jared and Cynthia Williams, yeah. Tanya yeah. Ferguson. Ate a delicious sausage, egg, and cheese burrito for film yesterday <laughs> from Tanya. So they, they, we, and Charlotte Spencer, golly, yeah. she is a, she might be Miss Rough Rider. I yeah, mean, she I is can, all I about would it. imagine. So it's a, it's just a way to get pride in the deal. And, uh, you know, it's something, especially like for you're talking junior high offensive linemen, like they, I want them to one day, like, I can't I wait. To be a rough yeah, rider. like, screw, yeah. screw being a tight end, dude. I want to be a yeah. right tackle, man. Yeah. So, so when I was playing in college, kind of piggybacking a little bit off of that, kind of. So, when I was in college at UNA, our offensive line coach was named Terry Tillman. He played at ECU kind of during the, uh, who's it, David Garrard days. He was his oh, left tackle, sweet. David Garrard days. Yeah. And things like that. They go three-year uh, David Garrard. Yeah. And uh, so, so he created similar to Rough He created Foot Fi. So he was kind of going around campus and you know saw all these fraternity guys, you know, being one and oh, we were brothers for this or that. So he created his own fraternity, which was Foot Football Fi. Yeah. Just to you know, kind of piggyback off of the Greek alphabet and things like yeah. that. And so all practice on then, like he would yell, you know. So then you had to get you were on the offensive line and kind of almost like a like an initiation, you aren't yeah. you aren't a foot fight until you know you were a starter or kind of made those uh, got those attributes and things like that. So during practice, he like he would yell foot fight and off the line would yell ball and things yeah. <laughs> things like that. It kind of kind of reminds me of some That's of that cool. type of stuff. And then at some point too, they would have like honorary members like. You know, at one point, a tight end would get involved in yeah. the group, and he would become part of Foot Fi. And like late in my senior year, I did a couple things that you know exhibited whatever. So they they inducted me as Foot Fi and things like that. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool deal. And like I said, you got to kind of kind of got to break that cycle of hey, you're not going to have your name in the paper. Yeah, you got to be a part of something. Yeah. You, at the end of the day, probably on every single team that. Any successful team, the offensive line is the closest unit out of any yeah. group. Um, so to, to kind of break that off and kind of, especially with with the rough rider name, yeah, and Teddy Roosevelt, things like that. That's pretty cool. Dude. Yeah, and they they love it, dude, and they they love it so much to where like, all right, Matt's had a great game. Well, Matt now wears a rough rider shirt. Yeah, Trace <laughs> Trace wears his rough rider hat uh, everywhere. And, 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 and I'm sure night. Matt, and like like I said, just like when I got, you know. Introduced and, and got to be a football. Yeah. Fight. That meant Jake's, a lot. Yeah, it meant a lot. So, those so, are my I mean, boys, man. Yeah. So, Matt <laughs> yeah. and Trace, I'm sure when they got the, because I saw well, Trace was wearing the hat last night yeah. on the show. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty it's cool a team within the team. Yeah. Pretty that's cool. a pretty cool deal. So, uh, let's, let's jump into the referee of the week. Uh, Keith Ferguson, man. Yeah. Um, super cool week for him last week. Uh, birthday on Friday, beat Cash. Yes, Great game. Yes. Scored 55. Where is Took the picture 55. with my daughter, who's also who also had her birthday. Got her out oh, of the really? car yes. on Friday morning, and they took a little 
uh, picture together as birthday as birthday partners and uh, and then yeah, then went out there and absolutely yeah, he had a great, great game. game. He graded ninety two, which ninety two is exceptional. I mean, his goal for the year is ninety, which is really really good to yeah. grade ninety. For I mean, offensive line grades are not like A B C D like school. I mean, if you grade eighty five or eighty, I mean eighty to eighty five, you significantly won your matchup throughout yeah. the night. So right. I mean, because I mean, yeah, you're talking about fifty to sixty. Yeah, plays. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Trying to move someone that doesn't want to be moved, <laughs> right. yeah, it's right. pretty, pretty difficult right. to do. Right. And he had a great game. Um, you know, I mean, when you, whenever you had the success that we did, your offensive line had a great game. So it's kind of tough to pick one. But I mean, Carson hit would probably play the greatest game that he's played in two years. And unfortunately, Keith just had a really phenomenal game. Uh, Jace played really well. Shay did some things Friday that I was just like, oh my. This kid can go, man. Like he has, he has no clue how good he could be, and so, uh, so for him to win it was really, really special for that night because it was. Uh, and how do you, how do you, is it, is it purely on the grade or is it also no, some other factors? Um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, last week, uh, Anadarko, I gave it to Andre. He had okay. two touchdowns, first two varsity touchdowns. Didn't yeah. play a ton of snaps, but you know, he put up twelve points for us, so that's yeah. a big deal. Okay. Um, Jace, I think, had the highest grade week one, so he was in the mix. But you know, sometimes I just I just pick the guy that I think is the most deserving for the week, whether he's the highest grade or not. Most of the time, I mean, I mean, the, the correlation, yeah, yeah, not gonna get named at thirty yeah, percent exactly. <laughs> so uh, it was a big deal for him to win that birthday. Score fifty five. Where's fifty five? Um, the the one of the nicest, biggest hearted kids I've ever coached, but without a doubt, the meanest football player I've ever coached. I mean, without it, he is the meanest kid once those lights come on in the right. house. So is it, is it just kind of a switch? He puts the uniform Instantly. on, it's a different kid? Instantly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's which is awesome. Um, yeah. Because, you, you know, that. sometimes, and, and I, I always but say, I'd rather, I'd rather pull back yes. than <laughs> kick in the ass. So, right, right, right. And, I can, and that is Keith to a T. I can teach you the. I can teach you the. Yeah. The the try to, but not the want to. Yes. <laughs> and he's a, and, I, and we, I took him to the coach show last night and we were talking and, uh, we were. T- I mean, he gets in a couple scuffles at practice. That's kind of what Keith does, which is is better. That I mean, it's better to go than. I mean, you know. So uh, I told him last night. I was like, "Do you ever see me freaking out whenever you're freaking out?" It's like, no. And I was like, yeah, kind of. Whenever you're getting in a scuffle, it's it's like when two dogs are fighting. If someone comes in there screaming and yelling, those two dogs are fighting fight harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, like, you always, I always try to just be that calm voice, like, "Hey, Keith, relax. Hey, that's enough." And he just somehow finds my voice through it all, through the banging and roughing. And uh, that's just him, man. Um, great kid. I love coaching him. Uh, when he was a uh, eighth grader's first, uh, first time to play football, so it was all pretty new to him. Oh, wow. Um, I did yeah. Not. Okay. I did not. Eighth grader's that. first year to play. So he didn't play in all those little league years. He was right. he was always here. He was a baseballer. He was a baseball guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm huge. Let me go play football. And yeah. Thank God he did. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's very a, much so. He's, he's a violent, violent player. Excellent kid. Joy to be around him and uh, him and Jason make a really dominant left side. Um, yeah. We talked, we've talked about right that during this podcast in the last couple yeah. of weeks. I mean, that left, the left side, I mean, not nothing to take away against the right side because I mean Shea is Shea's a special athlete. Yeah. Um, Hudson's, I mean, gonna be Hudson's really good. a freshman, and I mean definitely holds his own. And Carson, I mean, obviously does a lot of good things at yeah. times too. But I mean that left side, I mean being as athletic as they are and and as big as they are, and we talk about, I mean they're bigger 
those two were probably bigger than the than my left side in college. It was D two yeah. school, but I mean we were we were top five program things, and those guys were are bigger than the ones that I played with in college. And I, mean, yeah. I think both of them have the potential. To, to play at the next level. Oh, absolutely. Um, they both have college offers. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll play college ball. Yeah. And I mean, I think both of them will, will excel at college ball. So yeah, they absolutely. Get an offer and, absolutely. And get there. And I mean, you, you see a lot of kids that leave after camp, things like that. But I yeah. think both of them would stick. And, yeah. They're, and, they're, they're ball players. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they have phenomenal families. And that's a big deal about it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those kids that go play don't have anything to really keep them there. Yeah. And, and, and they both do. Uh, they have great parents, great parents, great families, and they've been raised really, really well. And uh, they'll be great, great citizens and great football players. And whatever they do, they're going to have success. 100%. We sharpened the axe award this week. Oh, Trey, Trey dude, he is – Trey Crabtree is one of one of the most interesting people you can be around. He is – he's the funniest guy. He is um, – He's an exciting football player. He's he's had so many ups and downs. As a freshman, it was like, dude, this guy's gonna tear it up forever. Sophomore uh, had some good plays. You know, I think he scored three touchdowns sophomore year. Um, junior year, he had one touchdown. Had a couple things go not really in his favor. And then, I mean, his senior year, he's on fire. He's on yeah, fire. I mean, if you would ask me, if you would ask me two weeks in, and I mean, we got. Eight more to go, at least in the regular season. If you'd asked me two weeks in who's the most improved player in the team, oh, he yeah. would definitely be in the top three. Yeah. Um, now I don't watch as much film as you guys and things like that. So, I mean, I don't know some it's, of the It's always guys, been there. It's but, always been there for Trey. But yeah, I mean, he is, I mean, his hands are, 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 are way different than yeah. they have been in the past, Absolutely. it seems like. And, and he's finding his, his self open. Um, way more than 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 in the in the two years that I've watched you guys, and like I said, if if I had to name two to three players on the team, he'd be, I would say in the first two weeks, I mean, he's most improved from last year. And year. I think I think the award sharpen your axe, and that's our motto as a team, and and all of that it means. He prepared his ass off and did it. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, man! This summer, I I don't know who worked harder, Michael Adesola or Trey Crabtree, but it's one of those two. I mean, I, I mean. Who is number one, the hardest worker this last summer? It's it's either Michael or Trey, hundred percent. And and golly, they um, Trey has just been superb, man. He's a he's a great kid, love him to death. Very 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 intelligent, not just on the field. I mean, he could play he could play B back, he could play A back, he can play X and Z. Uh, he probably doesn't know the reads at quarterback, but he could probably play tight end and know the routes. He probably knows the blocking concepts, but my man just knows ball, and he's. Uh, well, people don't understand that. That I mean, that's difficult for kids. A kid, yeah. you know. I mean, they got to learn. They got yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yes. They got a lot of stuff going on outside of just football. Yeah. But to know what, and I mean, that helps him at whatever position he's playing at that time because he knows. You know, I mean, he knows if I'm in the inside, then this is what I'm doing. On the outside, I'm doing this. So as he's running that route as an outside guy, he. He sees something open up. Okay, well, this is now it's my time because yeah. the safety's moving down or whatever. The touchdown against Cash, he caught the big one. The long, there was, was no one, no one yeah. around him. He was standing alone. He he said, "I got open because my uh, my a back had a great option route and Michael had a great dig that pulled the safeties down." Right, and he knew it. Just right. I mean, no no one else would have known. And that. that's one of the hardest. I, I talked about it in the booster today. That's one of the hardest throws to make. Yeah, and one of the hardest catches yeah. to make when you're just by yourself yes. out there. 
got too much time to think, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, exactly yeah, right. When things, and then I mean, like I said, going back to the most improved part, that uh, comeback route or whatever that route oh was on the sideline. I mean, last year he doesn't catch the ball. No, not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, no offense to him uh, or anything, but I mean, I, August tenth he doesn't catch that ball. Yeah, I mean, but um, he's he's turned it on these last two games, and yeah. it's, it's been. It's been awesome. Three three receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. He, he's awesome. He's awesome. I think it's part of the, the team and coaching environment, too. Like, even some plays today that didn't work out during practice, you know, you could hear the boys in the background, no, that's a duo. That's a duo. Yep. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's yeah. get it right, you know. I think it's part of it. And you brought up Mike. Let's talk about Mike for a minute because, obviously, he hasn't got off to the start that he has wanted yeah. because he was the guy last year. Everybody knew he was yeah. the guy. So, I mean – he needs to under. He also needs to understand that this year there's a strong possibility that people are game planning mm-hmm. for him, and sometimes I think on kids that gets lost. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, what has he got? One or two, two got catches, two, two catches, twelve yards. Right. He knows it. And, yeah. He knows and, it. And he, and he knows it. But I mean, the cool thing about him is he's still running that dig route as hard as possible Absolutely. to get that kid open. Absolutely. And Matt's long runs. He's still the first one out yep. there leading those blocks and things like that. And He's sometimes Diva, Divas, you know, receivers get known as Divas and things like that. That's it not doesn't him. seem like there's really anybody is, out there that's doing that. He is worried about playing as many games as he can play and and winning. And, yeah, he wants the ball, which, oh, is, yeah. which is good. He should. But he is uh, – you watch you watch a seventh-grade football game and watch somebody score a touchdown, there's nobody happier. You watch an eighth-grade game. You watch a Monday night game for ninth grade in JV. You watch a Friday night game. There's nobody happier than Mike Latisola when someone has success. He's he's a, he's a phenomenal Christian young man, uh, an, an incredible big brother, an incredible football player. I mean, I heard he's, he's a piano player too. Yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> I had uh, right before the season started, I was like, I was. Uh, he loves my son, who's met twice, and he loves Phoenix. Phoenix. And, uh, he was Phoenix was born during the well, I guess the day before the I guess it was the day of because it was a long day, golly. <laughs> but it was the day of the regional track meet. And Michael was going to long jump, I coached long jump. Which, obviously, if you look at me, I look like a long jump, coach <laughs> yes, <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's going to long jump. And he was telling coach, he was like, Listen, we have to leave the regional track meet because my son was born in Oklahoma City, which in the regional track meet was in Putnam City at Putnam City High School. And which was eight minutes away. And he was like, we got to go because Phoenix is being born. <laughs> so he was trying to get the team bus to go to the hospital to meet Phoenix. And that's just the kind of kid he is, man. He's uh, he's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I was telling – Kelsey loves him. My wife, Kelsey, loves him. And uh, uh, we send Mike pictures of Phoenix throwing up the X because that's Mike's little deal. He throws <laughs> up the X. And uh, so he, he, he's – Comes and sees Phoenix after the game. He's fired up, and uh, he's just a phenomenal kid, and we we love him. He he sends us videos of him playing the piano, and he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal at the piano. And yeah. He's just he. There's nothing I could ever say negative about Michael Adesola. He he loves his, he loves Elgin. He loves he loves his teammates. He loves his coaches. He loves his brothers. He's he's as good as they get. Phenomenal kid. They're yeah, awesome. Phenomenal. They're awesome. Yeah. Phenomenal. And they have great. They have a great big brother look too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, special teams player of the week. 
Josh. Yeah, yeah. Nice. brother Josh, man. It. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not just the biggest guy when it comes to special teams for my responsibilities. I help coach the punt team because we were protecting. So it's kind of falls into my lap a little bit and feels. So that's old. been tough the last two weeks, right? We well, got two off. Yeah, we got we we punted <laughs> twice and we got them off in the second half. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Like back to Josh. Sorry. Yeah, Josh. Uh, he had five tackles on special teams, which is awesome, man. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's awesome, and that and to me and special teams, that's nobody wants to be on there. But I mean, if you're on special teams, you're a freaking starter, dude. Right. So, and Josh <laughs> takes it that way, and uh, he had five tackles on special teams, flies around, and well, you're on the kickoff team. Heck, you playing. A ton right now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so uh, so, and he had five tackles, and that kind of, to me, in my opinion, if you if you fly around on special teams, you freaking love your teammates, yeah, and you love this game, and you yeah. want to go win. So, Unse- so completely unselfish. So, special teams player of the week. That's a that's a great award to give out because it gives some pride in something that a lot of people don't take pride in. And yeah. you, you look at week one, special teams was a huge role. I yeah, mean, two we, turnovers. Two turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, you can't look over it. I mean, there's three phases of the game. I know it's easy to look at two phases of the game, but there's three, and you got and you got to play it. And Josh, Josh dominated, and it was awesome. It was awesome for us. And what a, what a great kid to give that award to. Hundred percent. So let's get the defensive player of the week. Okay, Jack Angeline, man. Let's talk about a little bit that relationship and <laughs> how that works. And tell us some. Yeah, yeah, you're the offensive coordinator, so you gotta go against him every day. Yes, I do. So, do you? So, just just to kind of clarify, do you have you don't have any role on defense? Is that right? Or I am the assistant to the defensive coordinator. Okay, that's my role. (laughs) That might be my biggest role. We we (laughs) was at uh, we was playing Latin Mac, and he did help me out on defense. Oh yeah, that was my first defense play I ever called. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> it was like fourth and one on their own yeah, on their own court. thirty. Yeah. The offensive coordinator always knows what's gonna be, what's gonna stop them. <laughs> yeah. They're on their own thirty, and it was fourth and one. I was like, "Hey, they're gonna go for it." And I was like, "Hey, do you care if I call this?" You're like, "Dude, go for it!" <laughs> and it was awesome. We we ran a little stunt. We fit them right in the hole, and unfortunately, the kid just it was fourth and one. Kid fell over the tackle instead of getting pushed back and got the first down. Yeah. But I bragged to Jack about it, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I had one heck of a call, man. Watch your back, <laughs> But talk about Jack a little, because like I said, I mean, he doesn't – he's one of, the, one of the ones on defense that doesn't really get any time on offense or anything. But going against him every day, talk about how it makes Shea and oh, Jace better. And, and just, like I said, he, you know, if he walked in this room right here, there's – Nobody in this – nobody would say that's a defensive end. That's a very good – No one would say – yeah, no one would say that's a heck of a ball player. He's, golly, Jack Angeli. He is the most bendy, quick, disruptive, annoying defensive lineman <laughs> I've ever seen. He uh, – man, so he, he played outside linebacker. Jack uh, Jack Baker gets here. We're like, hey, let's, let's give him a go at defensive end. And so our defensive ends are – are not typical defensive ends. They're good athletes. I mean, they're they're not just big burly guys that play on the edge. There. I mean, he's he can he can really run. He's a good athlete. He does. I mean, he's a great wrestler. Does funky things on the mat that kind yeah. of scare you. And it's like, oh, <laughs> nice pin, dude. Yeah. And uh, Jack said Jack said he's the he 
he is the single most person that looks like he's lost that finds a way to win that he's ever met. Oh, yeah. Life. I believe that. That just, like, he is dead to rights, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, sweet. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he gets moved to defensive end in all spring and all fall. We can't block him. I'm thinking we're pretty good up front offensively. I'm like, we cannot block him. So I told Jack, Angela, I said, man, if anybody blocks you this year, Coach Wyatt is going to call their offensive line coach <laughs> and hire him because I can't get you blocked. <laughs> so whatever you do, please, please. I like this place. Yeah. I like my job. Please keep making plays because if we can't block you and somebody else can, I'm I'm going to be building tires at Goodyear or something, man. Like, I don't get me fired, dude. And, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. His mom was my uh, English and reading teacher in middle school at Tomlinson. Great family. A great kid. Just, golly, what a what a weird, awesome football player. Right. Yeah. Awesome said, football I mean, player. I've been around football my entire life and have not. He's different. Yeah. Just haven't really seen an athlete like him anywhere. He has um, to upset every opposing offensive line coach because everybody looks at him like, oh, oh yeah. we're going to run at yeah, him and we're going to be yeah, fine. We're going right. to run directly at him. We're going to, yeah. Brother, I'm sorry. You're not. No. <laughs> no. And I mean, yeah, I can only, I mean, I've sat in a ton of those meetings where you look up and you, you know, they give the height and weight and they give the this and that and you're just yeah. like, oh, okay. Run ahead. We got this. Let's yep. go. And then, yeah. yeah but you don't. <laughs> and then offensive player of the week, Matt Lund. Yeah. I mean, what... He's he's such a joy, man. Um, the growth that he's had, not just physically, but just emotionally, mentally, man. It was uh, early on. You know, he started as a freshman at running back, and uh, things weren't great. Things weren't great. So it's really hard for a ninth grader to be like, man, this is awesome. I love doing what we're doing. Matt is now the the very similar to Mike. He is one of the biggest, and not in a negative way, cheerleaders on our team. Right. I mean, you watch Ritson score a long touchdown. Matt Lund is He's probably in the end zone yeah. when he shouldn't be hugging Ritson. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and Matt's just a phenomenal kid. He's grown so much. Um, he has a just a special burst. Yes. And and just the whole maturation process of Matt has been so cool to see because it's always been, well, let me run around him. Let me run around him. And then now it's there's a little crease. Let me drive my knees and get through there. Yeah. And the, the counterplay against Cash – uh, a back we we back block guy spins off of it. He's trying to make the play at seven yards. Matt drives his knees through it and he gains twenty two. Yeah, which he averages twenty two right now, which is really really cool on fourteen carries. He's a uh, he's going to be our all, uh, our all time leading rusher here shortly. I, I mean, I think he's seven hundred and thirty seven yeah, nine seven something. Yeah, yeah. For, for the season, I believe he's like three eleven, right? Yeah, on, season, yeah, right? yeah, yeah on fourteen yeah. carries, yeah. I think it's twenty two point two yards per carry. Which yeah. is, and then one thing that wild. we're doing with him a little bit more this year, which is nice to see, is kind of I mean, he's got yeah. two, yeah, he's got two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of getting out there, kind of getting the ball. Yeah, because he doesn't often get the ball in space. No, because um, no. I mean he's a running back. So I mean, yeah, usually, yeah. So, so now that we're we're kind of using him in that in that you know swing pass type yeah. area. I mean that's it, it's that's great for us. It's great for our quarterback. It's great for the offense line. It's great for our offense schematically. It's. It's, and he scored twice on it. Right. I think he's only caught it twice, too. Right. So, I mean, what a joy that is. But, you yeah, know? just go back, <laughs> yeah. though, and talk a little bit. <laughs> go back and talk a little bit. Because, like I said, I mean, like I said, he's been starting since a freshman. Everybody kind of knows his name. I mean, for those years when things were not the greatest, I mean, he was kind of the only 
bright spot potentially, yeah. you know, because I mean, because when he does get in the open field, I mean, it's special yeah. to watch. Absolutely. And like you said, that burst. But now, before he was a runner, he was a maybe not a, and not not saying track guy, but I mean, before then he, he was, was a more speedster. Track guy. He was yeah. a speedster. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's a football player. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's kind of the last two. I mean, and and the and I think the to me because I saw him play from the as a freshman and as a sophomore from a from a distance, but junior and senior year have been up close and personal. It's that the switch kind of flipped sometimes mid last year. Maybe Duncan, I don't remember exactly the game. I know Ardmore he sat out and I think he came yeah. back from that one like I'm not Let's go. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> let, you know, uh, I'm a football player now. Yeah, and um, in that Armore game, I think probably did that to a lot of kids, yeah. and not just Matt. And and you know, and uh, I mean, that was on the side. So that goes to show a lot about him as a kid, though, because yeah. I mean, that light switched sitting on the sidelines, not playing, going. And I think competition led to that. Absolutely, uh, Ritzmeyer can really go right. I think yeah. it said, okay, I see what Ritz can do. I know I have different attributes in Ritson, mm-hmm. so I'm going to – but I'm also going to take some of Ritson's game now yeah. and use that to my advantage as well. Yeah, they uh, – I mean, iron sharpens iron, man. And, and Matt is – he's been one of the most fun kids to see develop year to year to year. And when I uh, I got here, I, I, he was an eighth grader. And I called my dad. I was like, Dad, our eighth grade is way good. Come watch us play. And like three of them get hurt against Cash and we get thumped. And my dad's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, hey, by the way, number 84 that scores four touchdowns and number nine that's always toting that ball, those are the guys I was trying to tell you to come watch play. And, <laughs> and uh, so Matt, Matt is awesome. He, Another kid, great family. His, his mom right. and dad are awesome. Um, lives right around the block from me. Um, just, just an awesome kid. And I know I'm saying that about a lot of them, but I'm not. This is the truth. We are so well, blessed we, we, to we, have phenomenal we, kids, yeah, phenomenal families. Yeah, we've talked about that the last three or four weeks we've been doing this. It's, I mean, it's it a makes special it time. special. It makes it special. Winning always makes things fun. Yeah, but 100%. when you're winning with good people, it it's, makes it a little bit different. more yeah. different. Yeah, it's, and especially because. You had the lean years, so you you know. I mean, it's one thing when you walk into a program and you know you're expected to yeah. go ten and zero and this that, and the other. But I mean, we're not expected to do some of the things that we're doing. Now. Yeah, so like a big motivation. And now, hopefully, we are expected to do this yeah, forward. Absolutely. Um, but then we can say, hey, we were here from the beginning of it. So like week one playing at a Darko, it was. Uh, it was it, I mean, it's the last time we're going to play them, probably. I mean, in the For foreseeable a while. Yeah, right. until something changes, but. Um, it was, it was, Anadarko has thumped Elgin for a long time. Right. Thumped him. And so it was, let's, let's do this for Brett Lore. Let's do this for Johnny Christensen, some guys that used to play there. Let's do this for Hayden Hit. And then it was also, hey, let's do this for the senior class. I got thumped their very first game. Andre Crabtree, Trey Crabtree, Matt Lund got thumped against Anadarko. And so we owed him one. And that was kind of what we told him. Like, this one's for you guys, man. Like, and not just you. But the guys before you, but also don't forget. Well, it's cool too that they came to your house and thumped you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you. also naming older brothers, so they yeah did too. yeah yeah. So uh, and, and that was Matt's first first start ever, first game ever as an Al, and so it was really cool that he uh, he had a really good game and he's starting really hot here. And uh, just, I mean, 
can't speak enough about Matt Lund. He's he's awesome, and uh, he's going to be a big reason why we have success this year. I, I want to get into stats real quick, man. That one thirty one number. You know the points you've been putting up this last week, two weeks. We you, you, <laughs> you as a team been putting up. Yeah, yeah correct. Exactly. I want to talk about the points you as a team been putting up. How's that working? You know, honestly, it's a. Uh, it's, it's, it's just kind of like it, it's a collective group effort, man. Like, we are so dang good defensively. I mean, that's just what it is. We we keep – we you're not going to come to Elgin and run the ball on us. Um, you know, in the passing game, we, we've had success. Hunter had a pick last week. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're doing some really good things. We're really, really tough for an opposing offensive line to block, and that's where Jack Baker's really, really good. He makes offensive line coach their job really, really hard. So if we if we have good special teams that keeps the the opposing offense on the minus side of the field, and they're not going to gain a ton at the moment. You know what I'm saying? You know we're going to have some better opponents coming forward, and things are going to change. But right now, things are what's going on. And um, you know this Friday tomorrow, I'm sorry, Friday night will be a different challenge because they're a good football team. But right now, what's what happened in the first two weeks is we're, we're having great special teams. Our kickoff is tremendously improved. So they're not getting great field position. We're, we're, we're getting good stops. And the offense is scoring a lot of points because of what the special teams and defense is doing, and we're executing really well. There's there's very right. few pre-snap penalties. Right. And and so, like, our points, compared to our yardage, it really doesn't match. No, because, I mean, the first week you go five for six. Trace goes five for six. For 110. Five touchdowns, but 110. Yeah. So you're going, you know, I mean, because some of the touchdowns – Peyton Christensen's touchdown was what twenty yards, eighteen, twelve, yards, whatever, 12, whatever yeah. it was. That yeah. was first play. So it was yeah. one play drive. Yeah, you know Matt Lund starts the game on offense. I mean yeah. one play drive, eighty yards run. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that was a little bit different because it was it was longer. But yeah, I mean you're getting the ball in great field position because your defense is so good mm-hmm. and because your special teams are absolutely, so good. Uh, and that makes it's got to make it your job. Way easier as off yeah. as a play yeah, caller, yeah, yeah. and then I mean one thing too is because of how dominant our offensive line is and the way we played the first two games. Like I said, plenty of football to go. But yeah, just kind of recapping the first two games. I mean, when you're in second and four, how easy is it to call a play in second and four compared to second and ten? You know, it's, <laughs> it's never easy yeah. to call plays, yeah. but. Second and four is you got the whole playbook open rather than second and ten. Which yeah, is a absolutely. little more predictable. Um, and, and so that's been it's been a weird it's been a weird dynamic for me. And I am such a your case. It's not your, done. Your, it's your not pencil. done until it's done. You know, the job's not finished until the job's finished. Your so, coach. Yeah. So, I mean, it's never. We're up twenty-one nothing, maybe, and it's second and four. It's like. Golly, what do we do? You know, like, do we take a shot? Do we just go get the first? What do we in? So, and then like, oh, we ran dive right for a touchdown. And, well, what do you guys want to do next drive? I'm not even in a rhythm. Like, I don't know what to do. Anyway, so it's 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 a blessing for sure, just because like the success. But I don't feel as if we have gotten in a great rhythm. You know what I'm saying? It's just been it's been so explosive to where it's not like. Yeah. I think we had a driving his cash where. You had about ten uh, plays, maybe give or take. Yeah, and that was and, and, and that was a fun drive. It was, it was a, exactly. Yeah, it was a fun drive. Yeah. We get to third and eight, and we run. Uh, we throw the little wheel route to Adam Eaton. He makes a big play. It's like that was a phenomenal job sideline. And because I'm in the box, I'm like, guys, you guys did a great job down there. We got exactly the look we wanted. 
We, th- we and we executed on like third name. Right. Super cool. Like that's right. that, that's what fires you up a little bit. Like all right, yeah. we can we can go do everybody, lo- everybody loves the 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Oh, everybody right. loves the, you know, everybody loves the one play drive and yeah. things like that, but that's not realistic. Yeah. And it, uh, and, and so when you get to a MacArthur type game again, when absolutely. you get to the Midwest City game again, when you the Guthrie game again, when you have to have 12, 13, 14 play drives, you know, can the kids dial it up on third and four? Yeah. You know, can you dial it up on third yeah. and four to figure out exactly what what we need here yeah. and things like that? And and I mentioned during the broadcast at some point, I was like, okay, this we hadn't seen yet because we had that 12 play drive. And mm-hmm. I said, this, you know, I said the coaches are gonna go back and say this was a cool drive because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And I mean one thing too, we haven't seen we we, we haven't seen us play a whole game yet. Yeah, um, because we've we've been able to get the start. Luckily, we've been able to get the stars out of there. It's not a bad thing during the during you know yeah. preseason, not preseason, but it's during non district. But I mean, you also kind of in the back of your mind, I'm sure as a coach, going, are what are we, are we in shape? What are we going to do in the fourth quarter? Is Jason Keith yeah. and those guys going to be able to handle that yeah. stuff in the fourth quarter? Um, so I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of a lot of things that are going on in y'all's heads, I would imagine. And yeah, because you know you go to practice Monday through Thursday and. You don't practice. Hey, it's first and ten from the minus twenty. Let's go eighty. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, whenever, exactly. whenever we go on that twelve play drive, it's like, boys, we're doing something. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really cool to see there. And those are those are more rewarding than the eighty. I mean, the eighty play drive is because Matt Lund's really fast. Right. And, and, you know, and we and we had a great we we blocked up front. He he got to the corner and took off, which is which is awesome. Like I'm not degrading that, but it's <laughs> it, it's a little less rewarding than whenever right. like, all right, this is what we practice. We practice this look. They gave us this look and we executed what we practice as a coach, you know, I mean, seven points is seven points. So let's go. Oh yeah. If we can take, yeah. Let's get it. Whenever that we doesn't get happen it. and we're getting it anyways, that's awesome. Right. That makes, that makes our job really easy, but it is very, very rewarding to see the, the, the preparation end up on that, on the field. So, no, 100%. Like, if you look at it, uh, we got, what, 19 touchdowns, right? Last two games, yeah. nine different players. You know, we got yeah. options. You know what I mean? We got options. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing that, that's definitely different from last year. Absolutely. Um, we got a little bit more playmakers everywhere, which makes it more fun for you. Yeah. And then makes it way more difficult for the upcoming opponents. Mm-hmm. Um Talk to us a little bit about kind of the relationship. Obviously, you're in the box. Coach White's on the field. Now you got Coach Chase as well. So talk a little bit. I guess let's start that process with what Coach Chase now means because obviously that's a that's the new new component to what we had last year. So talk a little bit about him first, and then we'll kind of talk about the mechanics of how everything runs. Um, Yeah, so – I'm just going to brag on all of them for a minute. Obviously, the defensive staff is awesome. Coach Baker is one of a kind. Um, <laughs> make, makes your life hell as an offensive line coach. Um, coach Forsyth does a great job with the DBs. Coach Langford got – I mean, if you're not any good on the edge defensively in high school, you're not any good. And we have two great outside linebackers that he coaches. Um, and then you, you go to the offensive side of the ball, and Coach Hill coaches linebackers and running backs. And Coach Hill does a great job rotating those guys. And I think – I think they both running backs have 14 each right now. Uh, um, okay. 14 carries each. He does a phenomenal job with those guys. And he is a, he give all the credit to, uh, Matt Lund and Coach Hill for the, that relationship developing Matt Lund the way it has. And he's done a great job there. 
Um, and because a lot of kids in Lund's position would not want Ritson. Yeah, and, and, and Lance is a heck of a football coach, and he's and not and not not to talk bad about Ritson or yeah. Matt. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, a kid that's a senior that's you know, like, hey, it's my time. And yeah, yeah, my you, time. Sophomore brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got yeah. <laughs> uh, So he's he's managed that room so well, and he's done a great job. And and he's always asking me like, hey, who do you want here? Who do you want here? I'm like, bro, you know him better than I do. Like yeah. those are your guys. And both of them can do counter dive outside, whatever we're in pass pro and the swing route and the wheel route, whatever we want to do with them. Those, I mean, they both can do it. So like Lance, do your thing, my man. Like I trust you to go ahead and, and, and that's, that's pretty cool to have. And then um, coach chase has been such a great addition guy played quarterback. Um, he, he's great with trace. He's a young guy. Trace likes that. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's not like you guys are old. Yeah, no, yeah <laughs> I was about exactly. to say, was, as the as the grandpa of the yeah, talking about DJ. <laughs> this is my eleventh year coaching, and he's twenty two. So half of, <laughs> half of his life, I've been coaching, right. <laughs> which is wild. Right, right, yeah. Some of you guys sometimes, yeah. Last year, when, yeah, when Coach Wyatt turned thirty, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. yeah, that's great. Yeah, forty one, thirty nine, forty. Right. But, but uh, Coach yeah. Chase has been awesome for Trace, man. It's uh, especially just because we've known Trace so long, so it's kind of it's not an old relationship, but it's like he he needed something a little new, yeah. And it's yeah. been awesome. And and TJ, heck of a quarterback in high school. He had a, uh, he had a good experience in college as well, and he has made us so much better on offense. And he's tough on and he's tough on Trace. Yeah. Trace needed oh, it. Oh yes, like I said, sharpen. Yeah, metal sharp. You know, yeah, iron sharp. And, and 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 Trace for a long time hasn't had that. He yeah, hasn't had to, had to do that. So d- definitely a different dynamic, and then bringing a new guy in. New, and so it's it's been it's been such a blessing. And TJ's worked his tail off, and and he makes us so much better. And it helps Coach Wyatt on the sideline on Fridays. Yeah, absolutely. to be the head, head coach, coach instead yeah. of my right hand man on the field. And yeah. So now I'm talking to TJ all the time. Like, okay, do you like this here in this situation? Where do you want to throw this? Whatever, whatever, whatever. How's he feel? How's Trace feel about this? And we're not having the chains set wrong against MacArthur because right. Coach White can now pay attention to that right. instead of talking to me. Right. So it's been awesome. And um, for a long time, it's just been me and Coach White on offense. And and uh, TJ, he he's really really intelligent when it comes to the passing game. And well, not just on the offensive side of the things too, but like when Jack's out there solely coaching defense now, you know. Coach White isn't over there, you know, yeah. talking, talking to you, talking to Trace, you know, this, he, this, that, and the other. He's also kind he, of yeah. being able to kind of help Jack a little Absolutely. on the defensive side. And, and, I mean, and last, special teams as well. Last year, I, uh, last year we went to dinner after the year. His uh, brother took us all out to uh, Mahogany, and I, I just said, and I, I felt like it was necessary to say in front of the staff and in front of his brother. Just I've never seen. I've never seen anybody coach the way he did last year. Just the from from being main special teams guy to coaching safeties to helping me on offense and and, and yeah. taking and taking a four and six four eight team to a team that was eleven seconds away from winning a district championship in five A right against a six eight team right. previously Midwest City and right. So his coaching job was something I've never seen before, and I've coached with incredible coaches. I mean. Randy Breeze is going to be a Hall of Fame coach, and and the and the job that Coach White did was was, was, was second to none. And 
So just anytime you can kind of give a guy that that's good a little a little easier job, he's going to be even better. So it's been really good for us to help Coach Wyatt. I mean, TJ and I have helped Coach Wyatt kind of be able to we do everything coach. he's done. But with with less stress of like okay I gotta get the offense right you know what I'm saying so well for the fir- for the first time from an outsider looking in he can now be officially a head coach yes absolutely I mean he was he was a he was he was the head coach don't get me wrong by any stretch of imagination but he was it the he wore different hats depending yeah, on he had what too was many going hats on. early right yeah. right um, and that makes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't start calling. Man. I mean, I call me and him probably split it 60 40 in favor of him our first year calling the plays, and then probably 50 50 that second year when we weren't very good. And then, and then after that, it kind of started going towards me, and now it's and now it's pretty much me. But I mean, it's I'm not saying that to take credit, I'm just saying that to show how he's kind of gotten to do more and, right. and with, without having. He's getting to do more with doing less, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Right. And, and it's been really good for him, and it's been good for our team. And uh, we're, uh, don't tell him I said this, but we're really blessed that he leads us. Wow! And it kind of pick, kind of going off of Coach Chase, we really hadn't talked about it much. And you know, offensive play crawler. So, what kind of luxury is it to have a kid that's now started twenty five games or however many it is that he started as a high school player, and and then he still got another a, you know a year and a half left. I mean, yeah. And Andy's coach's kid, and he's you know he's he's working his butt off and doing doing what you expect of a quarterback and things like that. I mean, how how comfortable does that make you feel knowing that the kid out there, whatever player I call, the kid's seen it and done it before? It's a man. It's it it's a blessing, dude. Just uh, Trace is he's going to make one heck of a football coach one day. He, I mean, he's going to be one heck of an offensive coordinator one day. And, and I hope one day I'm a head coach and I get to hire him. But he, uh, he he's developed so much in his maturity. And at the end of the day, we probably expected a lot of him whenever he was 14 years old taking that snap yeah. against Clinton. Oh, you know? yeah, I'm and, and I mean, the, the state champion Clinton. And we're, taking, we're expecting a lot of him. And, um, and, we're, and we're still hard on him. And, like, today he doesn't take the slip on the boot and – He's like, what? Am I not allowed to make a mistake? And you know, which, <laughs> no, yeah, you're the yeah, like we <laughs> we expect so much out of you, my man, and because you can, yeah, and he's special, and it's been so cool. I mean, he has nine touchdowns in two games, and he had ten last year, right? So he's if he throws one Friday, he's equal to his total of eleven games in three, which is super cool, and that makes our offense so much. Fun. Well, and he's much better this year. I mean, going absolutely, back to, he's going comfortable. Much, going back to the Trey Crabtree deal when I said one, yes. two, two or three players. Trace is right up there, um, and he's doing and a good I, job at throwing the swing that goes for a touchdown. That's yeah. not the that's not the quarterback favorite throw to no. throw the swing, but he threw two swings. But I think two touchdowns. But I, now that it's been two touchdowns, I think it's going to start like him. Yeah, yeah, because I got to throw it four yards, yeah. and now my stats say one for one for Haiti. Smart enough, like oh, they're <laughs> taking the swing. Okay, now this is what's open since they. Take well, yeah, because you can see he's going through his progressions. I mean, absolutely, several of those ball like. There was one to Mike that I can think of off the top of my head. That was his third or fourth read. I mean, everything was That's to a the curl left route. side, yep. and he came all the way back to the right. That, was, that might be my most impressed play I've had of Trace in three years. Is I mean, because you don't you don't see that a lot at, now. You don't see a lot of high school quarterbacks yeah. start as much as he does, especially when there's a mere concept. And yeah. he's like, all right, this concept was taken yeah. away. I didn't love it. 
It's probably not going to be there on the backside, but let's since just timing wise, and he gets it done. Yeah, and then to be honest with you, you don't see that a lot of times in the college game. Yeah, I mean, it, most is most offensive these most offenses these days are one side reads, and if you don't see it, take off and run. Yeah, um, and he's a full full field read man, he, which uh, is pretty cool. The, the touchdown right before half to Trey Crabtree, which was a wild throw and a wild catch there on the corner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so we're. One, two, three, four are gone, and that's number five. Uh-huh. And he hits the fifth read, right. which is re- really pretty remarkable. Whether he probably should have thrown that first read, but that's okay. I mean, seven points, seven points. Right. But but to still go through all of them to get there. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he just read the wrong way and threw it to the fifth read right off the bat. I mean, you can see. And the one cool thing that I like, too, now, because I've kind of got the same vantage point as you. We're next door to each yeah. other. I mean, you can see his head, and you can see Absolutely. his feet, which is we talked about feet for offensive linemen and things like that. But I mean, his head is where his feet are, and he's progressing through Absolutely. it. Absolutely, um, which is cool to see as an ex quarterback. He's such a cerebral player. Like, I mean, if you go back to last year, Midwest City, uh, or down on the goal line, we call a split zone play, and he has never been allowed to do this or been asked to do this ever. He gets up there, he looks at it, he turns on Ritson. And he's like, I'm going to pitch this to you. And he catches a snap, pitches to Ritz, and no one's there. Scores on two-yard line. Yeah. And that was that was Trace Laura. And everyone Makes like, you look good. And then everyone <laughs> was like, dude, what the hell? And I was like, that's seven points, baby. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, that's... It ain't about me, man. It's about yeah. the Elgin House. So, but again, I mean, how is, that's that's. But how awesome, awesome is that for that you? Is awesome, man. Um, yeah, because it's a play call. You know, man, you know he, he can get you in and out of things that necessarily yeah. aren't there. Because that you know, you, you you know as well as I do. I mean, what they're lined up in with 15 seconds left on the clock isn't always what they're lined up in. Exactly. Snap the ball, and he can see it, and he sees it. Yeah, and I think. That was the least he's ever celebrated on touchdown because he was terrified to come back. But we were all fist pumping and ready to go. And they're like, you good with that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we score, I'm good with it, man. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, that's just who he is. Just a smart football player. He's he's settled down. He's so smooth, man. Really good arm talent. Just uh, we're blessed to have him, man. So we talked a little bit about our players of the game and things like that. Let's kind of put a bow on the – Cash week. Okay. I mean, obviously, um, big rivalry game. We're not going to lose them, to my understanding, like we will on Darko because they're still kind of so – Yeah. We're going to try and keep that yeah, rivalry going. Next two years yeah, I think we're going to try and keep that rivalry going with those guys. Uh, so, let's kind of put a bow on that one. I mean, just to kind of talk about how, how the game went from, from your perspective and, and, uh, and things like that. Uh, well, started off pretty hot, you know. We, um, it was crazy as we were going to throw it on the first play, and I talked to Trace that day. I was like, this is what I'm thinking. He's like, well, let's get in that formation and see how they align, and then I'd like to throw it after that. And like, well. And we didn't, we never even called the play that was supposed to be the first play of the game out of that out of the formation. And uh, so it was pretty cool. Um, so Trace, I'll give credit to Trace. He called the first play of the game. That um, went for 80. 80 out yeah. of the eight. <laughs> So that, that was pretty cool. And then, you know, defensively, Coach Baker did a great job preparing for two different offenses, you know, because yeah. Cash is trying to do a couple different things. Yeah. Um, 
And, and again, our defense sets us up so well to where where our job gets pretty easy. Um, you know, the twelve play drive or whatever it was was super fun to have. Uh, our kids executed at a really high level. The only thing I think we had nine penalties. Um, yeah, that was the only thing I would say. That was that was kind of like two thousand twenty two L's, which we had a lot of flags last year. And in week one, we kind of got away from that. We had three, I think, week one, and so it was a little worry worrisome there. Some more a little ticky tack, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but, maybe so, I mean, but they're still calling them. So yeah, if they're ticky tack, then. That's a 50-50, and don't give them a 50-50 call. Right. So, um, uh, it, it's, it's been it – was, it was really, really cool. I mean, we, we played well, executed really well, and we're going to have to play really well this week because we're playing against a really well-coached football team that flies around to the ball and does a lot of things on offense. That's going to be tough for us. So, um, we're, we're going to have to really uh, – uh, we, we got an exciting challenge that we're going to have to step up to the plate. So, let's talk about that. So, uh Arena and Weatherford just played. Yeah. Yes. So so what does that mean coming in here and having a good showing? It's pretty cool because we play Weatherford this week and then Arena the week after. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. We talked about it today. Um, it's kind of a measuring stick. Yeah. So uh, Weatherford plays Cash ne- uh, next week, which yeah. we just played Cash. So it's kind of this vice versa. We just got, saw them play El Reno and then Yeah, I talked to Farron different Farron before the game. I think he's going to come up to that. Yeah, one. I talked to him at the coach show. He said um, the same thing. Yeah. And so, uh, but, you know, it's pretty cool to see both. Um, it's always interesting because, like, well, I want to watch the whole game right now, but I need to watch Weatherford right. uh, on, on last Saturday. I want to watch the whole game knowing that I'm going to play against uh, El Reno the week yeah. after. But try not to get too far ahead because um, Weatherford's a dang good football team. Um, they're, I think we're the number three game in Oklahoma, uh, in Oklahoma yeah. according to Oklahoma. Yep. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic to be able to watch them both at once play each other. Um, the the thing is, El Reno runs such a Weatherford. distinct. Well, El Reno's offense runs such a distinct offense to where okay. Weatherford kind of changes what they do defensively for okay. that offense. So okay. it's not a great read for for me and Coach Chase and Coach White offensively to get what they're going to do. But we, we got enough film. I think we're, we're pretty prepared and also just seeing what they did to us last year. And, um, golly, they got they got some good football players over there in Weatherford. Um, Where's the middle linebacker? The- um, I don't know if it's Steel or Stone. Steel and Stone. So, Steel and Stone. Once, yep. Steel the twin Stone. brothers. One's a quarterback, one's a Mike linebacker. And God, Both of them are good football players. Yes, they very are. Very good football They're players. Dang good football Whatever players. Whatever one is the middle linebacker is a very good football yeah. player. Yeah. I think it's I think Stone's the quarterback because he uh, we were joking. He throws stones and Steel brings the steel on defense. Okay. So, uh, okay. Two dang good football players. Um, they got a they got a. I don't know if you want to call him safety outside linebacker, uh, number zero Cash Jennings. He's gonna he's gonna be really tough to block. He's a good football player, real squatty body, real strong, can really play. Number and then two. everybody talks about eighty eight, obviously. Yeah, eighty eight, big tall, long guy. Got some offers from a couple SEC schools now, and uh, big body. And uh, you know we, we're gonna have to contain him whenever he's on offense, and he's just, he can he can box you out. Great basketball player, he can box yeah. you out to get the football, and uh, it's gonna be a tough challenge. It's gonna be fun, um, you know. Weatherford, they got a good little atmosphere there, uh, good little town. Spent a lot of time there. Whenever I started dating my wife, she was going to school there, so I spent a couple couple weekends there. Cool little place, well coached team. Coach Roof does a great job. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I hope we come out and execute the way that we have been lately. Uh, we just got to keep uh, putting the axe to the grindstone and do what we need to do to sharpen the axe and be able to go swing it. 
Well, I got some close family that's, that's there, and uh, I want to see this. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to see that, my man. Let me reword that so I can edit in. I want to see us mess them up. There you go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then, uh, what's your expectations on that? I, um, you know, just because I'm a coach that listens to other coaches, um, just I've heard another coach say, "I don't expect us to go win. I expect us to go play the way that we play." Right. And what happens happens, and that's kind of how I feel, and that's kind of something I've. Well, you want to play, not to cut you off, but you want to play to the standard. Yeah, what you want to play Elgin Alpha Ball. Yeah, it doesn't Alpha matter Alpha. who our and we. I think Coach White might have said it last week. We don't care who the opponent is. We just want to play to our standard. Absolutely. And if we play to our standard and avoid the mistakes and the turnovers and this that, and the other, then I think we'll be happy with the way yeah. things turn out. Because if you do, and the other team beats you. Then you got to tip your hat. Yeah, it absolutely. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't play up to your standard, then okay, as coaches, now it's time to jump some ass and do whatever you guys yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that that's something. So, I, Coach Wyatt lets me talk to the team pregame and then before every practice, I do the little clap up and uh, all that. And then I get to say a couple words. And that's, that's usually what I say is, man, like it doesn't matter what that scoreboard says. It doesn't matter where we are. If we're inside these, the 53 and a third yards wide and the, 120 yards long. I mean that that frame of pl- uh, field that we get to play in, then we're going to play Elgin Al football, and that means we fly around to the football, we get to the football, we force turn- turnovers, we tackle really well, we hook up and we, we block people, and we protect the football. If you can do those things, you're going to have success. Yeah. And and exactly like you said, if if you do those things and that and the opponent beats you, then congratulations, you guys are a heck of a football squad. And so that's kind of that's what I expect. I expect our kids to go out there and do the things that we do to the level and expectation that we have. And, and I don't, I don't really expect scores. I'm not going to yeah. say, well, I expect us to win 42 to right. 29 or whatever. Like, I, I expect us to go play Elgin Hall football the, the way that we've done our best to try to build a culture around. So that's kind of the expectation we have. Talking a little bit about the culture and things like that. I mean, so the Oklahoma, we talked about the Oklahoma, we're the third best game supposedly in the state, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Oklahoma's got us ranked fifth. Talk about the kids' mindsets in the locker room and kind of where's their head at right now? What's going on with them? With them? I mean, for so long, obviously, they've been the – we've been the – Kind of the Cinderella kind of story, Cinderella last, Cinderella year. story yeah. last year. And I loved it with you guys talking about you, – you talking about OSN and things like that. Last Yesterday, you guys were on the show, and Keith brought up walking into the season, we were on a two-game losing streak. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that, to me – was just as profound as Andre uh, Trayvon's answer week one December of the third. show, December third. Yeah. Um, so I love to see that. That goes yeah. back to the to the culture and, and and the kids and things like that. But I mean, where is their mindset? Do you see kind of that? Hey, we're still pushing forward. We haven't accomplished shit yet. I mean, where are we? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's who cares that you're two and zero. Right. Two and zero is cool, and, and the coach Wyatt said this yesterday after practice. And at the two and zero is cool until you're two and one. Well, and at the end of the day, these three games don't, don't yeah. matter towards playoffs. Matter matter nothing. Uh, obviously, you want momentum going into those yeah. next ones, but um, so that's kind of where the kids are. And going back to what the kids have said on the coaches' show for Oklahoma Sports Network, um, Peyton said, uh, "Yeah, they can hunt us, but we're not done hunting. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we're not." Content with eight and three last year, so that's kind of where they are, and and you know you got to go to work for it, and just like uh, Coach White said after practice, you know, 
two knows cool, two and one's really not that cool. Yeah. So it's 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 go to work and go to and go battle and make it happen and um and you know being five or number five in uh Oklahoma on Oklahoma is I mean it's cool, but it yeah, exactly. And that's what I said last night. Like that's really really cool, and we appreciate people think that we're a good football team, but. None of those voters have come watch us work out in the summer. They don't come watch us practice. They don't come see what we're doing. They don't hear what we say well, to these kids. One, they don't watch what these kids are doing. And if you're number one, you lose in the first round. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I mean, well, number 16, whatever. Yeah, 10 is cool and 10 and one's not. Right. I mean, it's just so like, that's, I mean, I, we obviously appreciate like, hey, thanks for recognizing our hard work, whatever. But number five doesn't mean that we've won anything. You right. know, like, so it's just people are recognizing things now, obviously, especially with the offensive firepower that we've come in with. But at the end of the day, I mean, who cares? You got to win. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, thank uh, we appreciate the recognition, but we're not here to have you recognize us. We're right. here to we're here to go win a lot of football games and do the right yeah, thing. Yeah. I'd be remiss not to mention your Longhorns since we're oh since, boy since we're here. I mean, Man, we're obviously not, it's all getting edited out. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Man, obviously, I made my shows. son. I was holding my son in the first half, and uh, and just so you know, Elgin, the Texas Longhorns, and Dallas Cowboys are undefeated since my son's been alive. Uh, so there we, go. we yeah, here we go. Disregard. <laughs> I was holding my son watching the first half, and and we finally hit a long ball because that's been the whole Quinn Ewers saying can't hit the long ball. We hit the long ball to Worthy, who's a phenomenal athlete. Well, and that throw to change that angle, that it was better catch and throw, in my opinion, because he was. I think he was going to the front left pile. Yes, he yes he did. You're right. What six points? Six points. Like I said, you know what I'm saying. So it was a. I screamed and I was holding my son and I scared him and he started crying and then, <laughs> and then we get the pick and I'm like and I scream again I'm like oh golly I, I gotta chill out and then the second half he's he's to bed and my wife's like don't scream, yeah, don't scream. And, and then my wife who's an OU fan but loves me so she's rooting for me to be happy so I'm not mad going to bed you know and, and so we get the pick in the second half that gets us down at the yeah. like five yard line and she's up and fist pumping and I'm just, and I'm just so freaking nervous I just freeze so, up so the question is when she was fist did she yell yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So the baby was asleep back in our room in the bassinet. Did, so. did you get to do the whole "Hey, hey, hey"? We don't need none of that right now. The game, <laughs> the game was too big for me to go there. <laughs> but I needed that win more than I needed to get a win over my wife on that one. Hey, so, uh, so I'm a Cowboys fan, right? Oh, uh, good it man. What, it, hey, it is no. what it is. No. I'm a Cowboys fan. No, no. Or as far as I can remember, look at here. NFL look at here. Who that? They didn't cover two <laughs> and a half Sunday. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about. Hey, hey. So but, my son, win. <laughs> but my son, though, uh, my wife had friends that was Packers fan, Green Bay Packers fans. Gross. And I had a friend that was a Green Bay Packer fan. And to this day, so that's how I roll with it. I've been a so dad both. for like 30 minutes, but you got to get that fixed. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> one, daughter, one daughter was born in, in Alabama. One daughter was born in Oklahoma. And mine still say, go Tigers and do that. Good. <laughs> so what, uh, what's the relationship like with, with you and your dad? With oh, you? gosh. Yeah. Uh, 
My dad is the, he's the best. You're going to make me cry. He's the best. He just, he makes my last name mean a lot to me. Um, 100%. He, uh, he, he just, he's a man that he just makes the, he makes the choice that you're supposed to make. And, and that's always really, really hard to do. He's a good husband. He's a good father, good friend, good brother, good son. And if I grow up to be half of what he is, then I'll be, I'll be doing all right. He's, uh, he's the best. He comes and watches us. He, uh, Probably annoys you guys on the sideline if you guys ever get down there. <laughs> but he, he's the best there ever was, man. Um, he got me into football. I grew up loving watching. I mean, I, I read all of his newspaper articles and all this stuff. And, you know, it's crazy. It's Joey Goodman covered my dad at, at Eisenhower. Um, and my dad loves me so much. I played a lot in high. He still threw that L up. Even though he's, <laughs> he's through and through Eagle Blue. But... He, he threw the L up for us, and, uh, man, he's 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 as good as they get. If you get to know him, he's a great time. He, he's going to treat you with respect, and he's going to have a good time. And uh, I, I I have no idea how blessed I am that, that he gets to be my dad. Amen. Yeah. Awesome, he, he's the best. He is the best. And he had a good dad, too, and uh, it's being a cash show is a big deal to me, big deal that I had a son, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, my dad's cool. You you guys would love him. You've hung out with him yeah, a couple times. He, he's uh, he's, he's probably he's probably a little too proud of me than he should have been. <laughs> I think it was after the Guthrie game. He's like, "Hey, man, Vincent, you know all these college guys." I'm like, "Dad, I scored zero points just now, my man. You need to relax." <laughs> you call AJ right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my my dad texted me Saturday once the game was over. He goes, "I'm tearing up, man." <laughs> So is that where the Texas so Yeah, okay. so he's a Texas fan. I'm a okay. Texas fan. That's where I, I mean. That's where you get it from. Yeah, that's where I get it from. Yeah, yeah like obviously. he, he, he uh, I've been born and raised in Lawton, lived there forever. I mean, I went to Shawnee for a little bit, and then now I'm in Elgin. But uh, so where's his Texas loyalty come from? Just so was his, he was he, he in, it would. But he obviously his dad grew right? up like thirty minutes from the border from the Rio Grande, so okay. he. I gotcha. mean, they're, they're, I mean, we're we're pretty Mexican going back that way, but yeah. So his dad uh, grew in a, grew up in a town called Brackettville, Texas. Um, there's Fort Clark there, the little old uh, military base there. Like U.S. Grant lived there, and uh, so he was born in. He was born in Del Rio, Texas, where is yep. uh, you know Del Rio? I do know Del Rio. I, I did a Babe Roof tournament there when I was 14 years old. What an interesting little town. Yeah, it is an interesting you, little town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fishermen kind of know it because of the uh, Lake Amistad. There's yep. a big bass fishing lake there. When I was 14 years old, yeah, we would, I was from Louisiana, and we made to the Babe Ruth uh, regionals. And it was in Del Rio, Texas. Man, I stayed with a Del Rio. So then, like, Del Rio Rams, baby. Yeah, that's when that's when you uh, that was like in Little League when you like when you would go to like these opposing teams or whatever. You would stay with like a family oh, during yeah. the tournament and things like that. Um, yeah, we stayed in Del, Del Rio, Texas. Man, Del Rio, I I loved going there as a kid. Palm, I mean, my grandparents had a pool with palm trees in the backyard, and <laughs> and they didn't have like money. That's just what the what it was like. Right, there. it was Del Rio, yeah. yeah. And they lived kind of on a hill. You go drive to the top of the hill at night, and the lights that you see through the pastures, Mexico. I mean, you're right there. Yeah, super super cool. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty proud to be be a Castro in my. I mean, it's it's just pretty cool down there. And um, my my grandfather's brother Johnny still lives in 
Fort Clark, but in Brackettville, which is where they live or where they grew up, and my grandfather played. Uh, my grandfather played fullback at Brackettville High School. In the very first Alamo movie, John Wayne was filming the Alamo movie at, in Brackettville. And oh, wow. So he went to the Friday night football game, and my grandfather played fullback. And after the game, he goes up to my grandfather, shakes his hand, and says, Hey, you're a really good football player. Which, how cool is that? That John yeah, Wayne John tells you, like, I'm <laughs> the cowboy, told you that you can play ball. Like, all right, yeah, that's pretty good cool. You're a rough rider. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah. uh, that's cool. Adam, to kind of wrap this up and things like we talked about it a ton. But, I mean, talk to us a little bit about just the Elgin community, um, like the kids and the parents. and things. Like, how awesome of a time is it right now to be in Elgin Isle, um, and, and, the, and, and how cool is it for you guys to, to coach this group of kids and, and, and have the community support that you guys are having right now? You know, it's something that, uh, I mean, I've been a part of some really good teams, and I, I got to coach on some really good teams a lot, and then we went to the state title game twice, but we didn't, we didn't pull it off. But, you know, there, there's obviously, if, if you get that far, you, you've got some good people around you. Yeah. So, um, but but this is a little different, you know. I mean, we got one stoplight here, uh, We're playing, but we're <laughs> playing against the Midwest City Bombers. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a little different that we have just a such a strong, strong uh belief system man like i mean and i know i talk about them every time i can but ryan donnelly man and you guys had him <laughs> on what what a guy to just have on your side and he, and you know just his his belief system and the way he he talks like how can you not want to be a part of that no, and 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 you know and not just him jared williams curtis laura our, our administration, Nate Moraz, Vidal McCracken, uh, I mean, Charlotte Spencer, just, I mean, how can you not want to be a part of what they're doing and what they've done? And and we are so lucky to be where we are, man. It, it, and it didn't feel like that whenever we went over. It didn't feel that way, but but we also knew, like, they got our back regardless. And, and that's just so cool, man. It, it's so cool to have people that believe in you and that believe in what we're doing and and, and they're not even just looking at you thinking like, hey, go get this done. They just want you to love their kids. They want you to love right. this community. They want you to do right by them and make them good people. And and I and I pray that that's what we're doing, you know. And uh, it's just, man, it's it's so, so cool. It's, it's like the – it's the closest thing to like the TV show Friday Night Lights I've been a part of, you know, where, where we are selling out the stadium. I mean, there's – Packs, I mean, it's packed, man. It's packed for the week one, week two game we had. And uh, and I guarantee you we have a good crowd at Weatherford. And we're going to have a good crowd uh, when we go to Ardmore in a couple of weeks and then El Reno in two yeah. weeks. You know, I mean, we're going to have people there just because they believe and they love. And, and, and it all, I mean, and a lot of it is like, you know, the Hudson Begley's dad. Um, Brian Begley. Ryan, uh, sorry, Hudson Begley's dad, Brian. Um you know, Donnelly and, and a lot of those guys have kids on the team now. Bailey Blue's son's a ninth grader, you know, and well, and like you got Pete's Corral. Chris Hayes. The, Golly, Chris, you see his signs, dude? Well, his signs his, are incredible. His, his O-line Friday night pancakes yeah. are being served, dude. That's yeah. the coolest thing I've been yeah. a part of, man. Yeah, that, that, What grows I mean, in the end zone? Crab trees? Yeah, yeah that's right. awesome, dude. At it's, the end of the day. It's the mean, greatest game in the world. It's the greatest reality show in the world. It's the greatest game in the world. And it's the greatest... 
um, for young men teaching opportunity out there outside of maybe the military. Yeah. I mean, because, like I said, I mean, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of correlation between the military and football. Yeah. I mean, discipline, discipline, and yeah. some of that type of stuff. And people talk about, oh, we're going to battle on Friday night and this and yeah, nothing like like the military. But a lot of those core values is where is They're replicated, is, is replicated in football. In football. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, I mean, I'll I'll die on that hill any day. Of the any day of the of the it week matters. Say football is the greatest. Sport it ain't game. just a game. It matters. Yeah, it, yeah. it matters. And you'll find that out when you guys. Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC because it matters more. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. But in case you forgot, we did take we down Nick Saban's squad, man. You did just take the down The one that has a statue outside of Bryant Denny, we took down his squad. You did. It might have been just one Saturday, but no. that Saturday was pretty cool. And LSU lost to Florida State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty cool seeing how uh, comparing who has beaten Nick Saban at Bryant Denny and – you know, Joe Burrow's the last one to do it. And before yeah. then, it was 2007. Yeah. So, or I'm sorry, Manziel. Or did Manziel beat him there? No, Manziel's was at. Was it at? No, Foster? it was at Alabama. Yeah. And so, Manziel's it was, was. It was Manziel. And then, so they were, I guess they were like 50. But, so, but Sark is the first. Or Sark is the first. Former assistant to, to win him there. At, yeah. Sark's the real deal. Offensively. Uh, for sure. Sark, Sark, is, Sark is a. Sark is a great dude. Met, met him several times. Have you really? Yeah, Sark's a good dude. Great, yeah. great, good dude. Um, he had a rough, he had rough some, patch, yeah. patch there for a while. Everybody does. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, and he learned from it. I mean, I think he called he, one heck of a game. Man. Yeah, he went, he went in there with Saban and, and did his, did his thing. I, I said something to you at the youth football game the other day. Like, I, I really want to talk to Castro about levels, right? You're obviously a lot of years ahead of me, right? So, like, who's your guy you look up to when it comes to coaching inspirations? Yeah. Okay, so a lot. <laughs> because uh, coaches gain – like, you guys – I watch coaches. You watch coaches. I don't just watch plays and players. I watch coaches. But it's leaders, too. That's what so I'm it's not just always – it's not exactly. just football coaches. And it, you it's, guys get – It's influence. I mean, people yeah. – so not so, not today's influencers, but, but people that influence men. Men. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Like, my, my high school – my, my – my father-in-law was a patent just freak. So I mean, we you know locker rooms. I mean, growing up, this that, and the other was patent, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then, but he also had other. He had coaching influences yeah. as well. But I mean, like obviously Teddy Roosevelt, big to you with the yeah. Rough Rider. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but yeah, kind of saying what he was saying. Like, where are your coaching influences? I guess. And, well, to, to me, that's that's always been important for me, right? One thing I you talked about earlier is your dad, right? And and so so I really enjoy that aspect of people talking about their dad. You know what I mean? And and so, and so me in the military, I would say like I always looked up to a bunch of leaders. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm sorry. No, you're good. We get. So in the military, I always looked up to a bunch of leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And, so, and so the leaders was the guy that influenced me to. Uh, you know, to move forward and stuff with stuff, you know, so, you know, I look at, uh, people that do that in their professions, right? Uh, and, and how does that, I'm sorry. Sorry. 
talk about some of your influencers and like what what type of leaders what do you look for in a leader that that makes you say okay I got it I got it give me a sec yeah. alright so so so, <laughs> so, 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 you got so, it, so so talking about uh, like you uh, you know we talked a little bit earlier with your dad and stuff but uh, as, as far as football go looking at your leaders and stuff like that you know what I mean like uh, how, how that influence you you know what I mean and uh you know, because my biggest thing in the military was that opportunity to learn from a lot of great leaders. You know, yeah, what I absolutely. Mean? And uh, I, I feel like I kind of stole a lot of things from a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to say anything of mine was original. You know what I, I mean? Exactly. But I was yes. able to match it between people. But you most leaders, I mean? most leaders, are never original. original. Well, yeah, it's not totally original. Everybody steals from... Most leaders steal from everybody else. And that's football. Yeah, that's 100% football. I mean, Patton stole from this one. You know, I, you know, Roosevelt stole from that one. Yeah. Your O-line coach yeah. taught you. I mean, Absolutely. that was who you said, obviously, was kind of one of your biggest influences to get into the coaching profession. But he probably taught you things that from another leader. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you... you, you you steal that stuff, and not that you steal it, but you you make it your own, and you yes. mash it into into your own. Yeah, and, and even Coach White talked about it last week. He was talking about it, uh, his brother. You know, he, he runs you know the a business. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he runs a business. You know, so he takes from him. You know, just it doesn't have to be football per se, but you're able to take something from somebody else. Obviously, first, I mean, as, as a Christian, Jesus Christ. You know, what I mean, oh, and sure. just and just the influence that I. I I take from that and, and, and being a Christian and I, and I, and I fall short every day, but you know, that's, that's, that's first. I mean, that's number one. Um, and then just being a Castro man, like, I, I mean, I have my grandfather's signature tattooed on my leg and, uh, and, and then he was my, my dad's dad and what my dad's taught me. And my dad always tells me I was a better father than your grandfather and you're going to be a better father than me. And just, and just that, those things that, kind of what you're talking about is just taking from someone else and then but when it really gets down to football and things that like i mean not even just not x's and o's because x and o's you can take from anybody that hasn't that doesn't even have the heart that you have no x's and o's is more of a science than it is a emotional thing so and i get that from my grandfather and i get that from my father and i get that from from clarence madden who's a hall of fame offensive line coach in oklahoma and i hope i i I hope I could the coach gets him one day. He, I mean, I, I've done it once when I was a lot, and uh, he's the offensive line coach at Carl Albert. Phenomenal, phenomenal coach. He right. coached Will Shields. Um, Maybe able to get there. Are we going please, to God, let us get there. <laughs> um, and and you know, Brad Widger, um, he coached me, and he means a lot to me. He is, he's the offensive line coach at Charlotte Christian, and uh, there, there's nobody better. And, and, and with all due respect to everybody that coaches offensive line in the world, I mean he is he, he is the best. And I got I, I, was, I was lucky enough um, a couple Coach White nominated me for being thirty five under thirty five of Oklahoma coaches um, and football coaches, and I and I uh, was recognized as being one of the top thirty five coaches under thirty five in Oklahoma this year. And uh, it, it was it was Coach White Coach White recommendation, but there was also 
it, it was his recommendation with others that followed up with it. So it couldn't just be his. Other people had to follow up. And I know, and I, and I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty certain he asked some of those really, really important guys that like like Clarence Madden and Brad Widger and and Randy Breeze and guys like that that have, I've been around. And uh, when I got that recognition, Coach Widger gave me a big Twitter deal that said, "Congratulations, you you've done a great job." Whatever, whatever, whatever. And, and I replied to him. I said, I'm still chasing you. Like, I want to be as good as you are. And, and he's phenomenal. And so he means a lot to me. But, um, that, but that response also talks a lot about you. It, 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 it might. There. It might. And, that, <laughs> and, and, and that'd, be, that'd be cool. But uh, it just, I want, to, I want to be really good for these kids. And I want to be really good for this community of Elgin. And, um, you know, so, so Brad Widger is huge in my life. Um, Chalmers huge in my life, and uh, he, he's not only my head coach; he's my best friend. Um, I mean, uh, it's it. I held his baby girl and cried the other day. So whatever. <laughs> um, you know, uh, my dad, uh, Randy Breeze was huge. Randy Breeze, um, he's he's a phenomenal, phenomenal head coach. Uh, every every day, I feel like I tell Chalmers, "Well, Randy did this." Every day, I feel like I say that. And Randy did a great job. I played for him. He's a great head coach. I got to coach for him. Ryan did a great job with me. He got me into coaching. Um, so, so I've been really blessed. Ashley Henley, he, he's another guy at Shiloh Christian. His son plays at Arkansas now. His other son's, a, I think, a junior linebacker at uh, Shiloh Christian. Just, just a man, just a man amongst men. And, great program. Uh, yeah, great program. Brett Lashley. Um, Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, Coach Rhett Lashley there. And uh, so, you know, I've, I've been really, really lucky to have some great people that showed me um, just just what it takes and what it means, what it means to be a part of the game the right way. Not just chasing wins, but chasing chasing hearts and chasing um, chasing relationships and enjoying the everyday and that's something I try to take to our coaching staff as good as I can because we are we have a great group of juniors and a great group of seniors and we're not going to get to coach these guys forever I mean I have at most 12 more games with Keith Ferguson and Carson Hitt and Andre and Matt and all and and Trey and Peyton Christensen and and I love these guys to my soul so it's a I, I try to just take as much as I can every day and those guys have been huge influences on me and I hope one day that I can be the same for somebody else that wants to get into this profession and you guys will always remember the wins absolutely but the only way that you'll stay connected is because of the relationships absolutely you're 100% right so I've won a lot of games with a lot of guys I don't talk to that you don't talk to anymore yeah and those guys really don't mean nothing and I've lost a lot of games with the guys that I talk to every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those are the guys that mean more to you in life and, yeah. and things like that. Uh, and those are the guys that are there for you in life. I've know. been lucky to coach a lot of really good kids like Hector Becerra at UCO and, and a, a couple of kids that aren't playing. It's Zach Cizik, you know, and it's just been, it's been pretty special to just be able to continue that relationship. And, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't trade my job for the world. There's a Luke Combs song doing this. He talks about if I wasn't, yeah, if I wasn't selling out Cowboy Stadium, 
I would be at Harley's and Elgin still singing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's how I feel. I'm just at Harley's and Elgin, yeah. but coaching so football. So you want NBA band in Texas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's if I wasn't if I wasn't Nick Saban, I'd still be Adam Castro. You know, <laughs> so I really love what I do, and I'm really lucky to have the influences I do. And uh, but the way that if you feel that a, way, then the, and what a, what a great game thing we for get the to kids. coach. So. And and then we got guys like you guys that are just all in. Even and Coach Bean is in, involved with wrestling and football now. And you're obviously you don't coach football, but you can't get away from it. No, it's it's no. You're no. you're finding any way you can grab onto it right. and just bring when it the, into your yeah, life. When so. the opportunity, yeah, when the opportunity presents itself, um, like I said, we had we had moved here. And the opportunity, you like know, you said, you pay more to uh, yeah, I, call I, games yeah, than to yeah, yeah, actually yeah. get paid yeah. to call games. Yes, yeah, so OSN does pay us. But at the end of the day, yeah, I pay OSN more yeah. out of my pocket than OSN pays me for good sponsorships and things for the like world. that. And I mean, I'm a part of the quarterback club, and I've got a you know my daughter's a first grade cheerleader. <laughs> no. But but I mean that we're brought into the community and things like that because. And and I don't know if it would I don't know if we would do it if it wasn't for the, the way Coach White's doing things, the way you guys are doing things. You know, I mean, it it it's fun to be a part of something, not just because you guys are winning. And yes, that makes it a lot easier. We're but when you've got right good way. people and you're doing it the right way, that makes it way more and more enticing to be a part of it. No, hundred percent. You know what? You know, for, as far as the podcast goes, you know what I mean? It, it is what it is, but there's no money to be. I ain't making no money. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. I ain't making no money. Yeah, you know? same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but at the yeah. end of the day, at yeah. the end of the day. Here's, I'm talking here's, about OSN, yeah. <laughs> here's, 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 here's what no, I do no, get, paying rent to, to take over my house on Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> here, here's what I do get, though. I, I do get the opportunity to talk to guys like y'all. I, I do get the opportunity to learn yeah. stuff. That's the same way I coach. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you never see me coming up in there and say, like, hey, we need to do this. I asked you earlier about a play, right? Yeah. And, like, I got what you said. You know, I get it. I You're a sponge, dude, and it's awesome to be around. I love great people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love great people with the great intentions. That's most important. You know what I mean? Man, Elton's a place to be, dog. I mean, this is the way I see it. Uh, you know, I've been here. So I, think, I think I got here in 2015. You know, it come into wrestling. Um, you know, but then, you know, my, my son, he got into football, dog. I mean, it's kind of how it happened. Yeah. You know, Dax loves football. He loves, he loves to do his thing, you know, and, and Dax is a good kid. He's good a good kid. And to have him around a bunch of good coaches, man, man, you can't beat that. No, really can't. as a, yeah, as a, as a parent, I mean, now that, now that I've got two girls, I'm a girl dad, so this is my way to hang on and things yeah. like that. So I mean, it's different than having them in the locker rooms and things like that. Yeah. But 100% agree, and that's why, you know. And we're bought in. I mean, my my wife's a first and second grade cheerleading coach, and we, you know, she doesn't work at school or anything like that. But they, you're, you're a college cheerleader, so hey, can you come help yeah, and come make this happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because. We love the community. We we love that the way everything's going. Um, we love the administration, um, and I mean things are good in Elgin. And I mean, not because we're winning, but because, like I said, we're 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 being run by the right way, the right way uh, and we're being run by good people. Um, and that goes that goes a long, long way. 
Yeah, top down. Yeah, yeah top I mean, because from, from Nate, Nate to Curtis, great, yeah. Chalmers, Nate, yeah. Nate will do with it. As far as OSN goes, we asked Nate to come on. He is 100% on board yeah. um, and, and ready to talk about everything that's going on. Um, Curtis obviously wants wants things to go well yeah. uh, on that end. And, I mean, even even trickling all the way down, trickling all the way down to, to the elementary side of things. I mean – Cody's coaching first and second grade. Yeah, Cody, yeah. A high <laughs> yeah. school coach is coaching first. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Kid, get one day, his kid, yeah. I get it. I his kid's on the team. But, I mean, but at the end of the day, he's taking his time and coaching those kids yeah. to get them there. And that's part of building the program, some of that stuff that we talked about. And so my in-laws were in town this weekend. My wife, we talked about it a little bit because my daughter and Keith shared their birthday and all that kind of stuff. So we had a birthday party. So my in-laws came in town. My father-in-law's ex-high school football coach, ex-college football coach. He was the head coach at the University of Arkansas Monticello for seven or eight years. We go to the first and second grade game, and he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was and, a production. And I, I was like, well, yeah. He was He was like, because I played at a – so he was my high school football coach. I played at a private school in New Orleans, and so – I didn't know any of the dudes I played high school football with until the day I walked into fucking high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was like, and he lives in Woodward. And my brother-in-law played at Ole Miss. My brother-in-law was here and goes, what the fuck are you? Like, there's <laughs> there's like 500 people in the stands <laughs> for first and second grade. Like, and y'all playing on the high school field and, you know, and things like that. And they were like, this is the way it should be done. Yeah. And I mean, he started my brother-in-law cause he's still kind of young. I mean, he's got a daughter, but no, but I mean, he kind of knows some things going on in Woodward and things. And he was like, we need to do this. This is how it's yeah. done. He was like, this, you know, and my father-in-law was like, yeah, y'all, you know, things are, this is, this is a, doing all right. <laughs> this is a pretty cool deal. Yeah. You know, that's what um, Jared Williams and Ryan Donnelly talked about. You know, they talked about tradition. You know what I mean? You got to yeah, start doing that tradition, uh, you know, at a young age. And I think it makes it, you know, it, well, makes, like, it makes it burn more if you lose. And like it makes fr- it mean more if you win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's that tradition. Let's go to final words, right? I was in the unit the 160th. And uh, at the end of the creed, it states, I serve in the memory and pride of those who have gone before me. They love the fight, fought to win, and rather die than quit. That's pretty similar to what I'm seeing with this team right now. You know, the last couple podcasts that we've had, we've had Jared Williams on here, um, Ryan Donnelly, and they've talked about, you know, what they, what they have built, uh, or not really built, come back to. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that's amazing, right? It's it's hard to uh, come into something without any tradition, right? Yeah. It's hard to start it from the ground up. You know what I mean? Uh, I serve in the memory and pride of those who have gone before me. That is an awesome statement. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and I think that, that goes from here on out. You know what I mean? And that's something you coaches have started. I really believe that. Uh, or brought back, I should say. You know what I mean? You know, even with my own kid looking at it, you know what I mean? Uh, I have a 13 year old son, bro. You know what I mean? You have no idea how much I want him to look up y'all coaches, man. That means a lot to me. I I would just, to end it on that, but I would like to know y'all's thoughts on that. 
You know, that's pretty cool. Um, and you saying that reminds me of a speech. I mean, just being a coach and listening to pregame speeches and stuff. Michael Irvin one time went and spoke, spoke to the University of Miami and said he, he was so afraid to be a Miami Hurricane because of the guys before him, that they, they went and won games and did this and did that. And then he said, I could not leave here and not be able to hand the next group something. So that's that's pretty cool, and and you know, uh, you said Elsie didn't have a ton of tradition, but I think I think whenever the Donnellys and the Begleys and, and, the, and the Bailey Blue and the David Blues went, I think there was a little bit of something there, and uh, and I, and I think we're just picking back up on it, and I and, and I hope whenever I hope whenever we're done here at Elgin, whatever whenever that may be, I have no idea, but whenever it is, I hope that we have something that we can give to somebody else that they think, hey, we got we got to continue that, so. So that's really really cool because it is it is about the people before you and kind of like I talked about Anarchy earlier like we 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 owed them one for other people not for us I mean for for our senior class and for and for the Hayden Hits and the Brett Loras and the and the Johnny Christiansons and, and those guys we we owe we owed them for one so I think it is really really important to have that that uh, understanding of what's been before you so so that's really really cool.